your boy Tommy via Raw Sex. We're gonna jump right into it. And I've been wanting to speak about this for a while. And when you when you think about what I'm gonna be saying in this episode, the depth of it is only surface level. Christian Rock Blueface's relationship if a man were to be behaving and have just one of the incidents that we have heard about seen whatever he would not be allowed to make money he would lose his platform he would be canceled it wouldn't be funny he wouldn't get support not from men or women and that, that's a that's a big thing right there too is that when men are doing things nobody supports them it's not like just women say no nobody supports them doing it this is straight abusive behavior I didn't know this I didn't know that she cut herself open somehow and using her own blood wrote a a letter to him. She's destroyed his property. She's fought his mother and his sister. She's hit him. She's doing, she has has his face tatted on her throat. She has his face tattooed on her throat that man is being held hostage in that relationship abuse is abuse and in my opinion it's worse when a woman does it to a man yeah I said it because of the fact that society has created a world where we're not really allowed to do much and we don't really get much support Some say, well, you're a man, you're a man. Hey, bullets kill people, knives kill people. A five-year-old can shoot you. A five-year-old can stab you to death. There is no man-women thing. Like, we have to stop that when it comes to very, very, I hate to use this word, but for lack of a better term, toxic situationships. What would possess someone to tat someone's face on their throat? And we we as a culture turn a blind eye to this. But then when this girl end up dead somewhere, beat up in jail, I don't know, something. We'll all sit back and be like, well, what do we do? And this society that we live in right now, beyond Christian Rock, we allow the women to deplete themselves. We so we we call it support. We call it women empowerment. We call it all kinds of things, being a baddie. But at the end of the day, in the in the long run, what are what is the fruit of this generation? 
y'all did it to the men too. Y'all do it to the men, especially the gay men, the the men who want to be women, the trans men, trans women, whatever you want to call it. All these people that you guys are uplifting and telling them, oh, live your best life. They're going to come back and kick you in the butt one day. They're going to be mad at y'all who supported it because they're going to be like, dang, why did it? Why did nobody stop me? I was young and I was dumb. Okay, cool. We all make mistakes. We all go through identity crisis. We all do dumb things. But why didn't nobody stop me? Why didn't anyone stop me? I was watching this show that she's on. She's on there fighting people, beating them up pretty bad too. This is not a, these these new girls, bro. They're not. Y'all have to take away the the the, the filter that you had for the women of the '60s and the '50s and. These, these are not those women. These women are strong. They throw very fast and hard punches. They're violent and full of violence. They practice witchcraft. And I'm not talking about Krishan Rock when it comes to witchcraft. I'm just saying, like, I'm just... Look at the title of this episode. Okay, they, they, they are not the same, bro. You can no longer really look at a man, especially these dudes. These, these dudes are small. Blueface is a small guy. I mean, I get he's a crip or whatever. He's from L.A., all this other stuff. But yeah, who cares about all that? Because once again, society's told him that he's supposed to stand there and take it anyway. So, I mean, at that point, she's worse. She's Krishan Rock is honestly more dangerous to Blueface than any any rival gang member. Because at least he's allowed to go toe-to-toe with the rival. He can do whatever he wanted to do with the rival game. He's not allowed. And what's crazy is we see way more abusive behavior coming from her and way more creep behavior coming from her than him. By far. By far. And yet people blame him for it. This goes back to what I told you guys the other day. Men are superior to women. And how do we know that? How can we gauge that in today's society? Well, very simple. The fact that men are held to be more responsible, they're held responsible more than women are. And if you missed that episode, then I'll just go ahead and break it down to you really, really fast. The analogy I used to to prove it. If you have a 12-year-old son and an 8-year-old son, or a 12-year-old son, or a 13-year-old son, and a 6-year-old son, both of them do something bad, which one do you get onto more? You, you get onto the older one. You might not even really get onto the young one. Right? And like I, and like I said, that when I broke it down in that episode, I forgot which episode it is, but right now at the top of the head, I can't think of it, but when I, when I broke it down, I said, hey, you know, the difference is, at least when you're talking about two kids, one older than the other, which 
which means one is technically superior to the other. That's why we have more expectations. We're like, why would you do that? Okay, your little brother jumped off the thing, but you're you're older. You know better, right? That's us admitting he's superior. The difference is this. He gets superior consequences, but he also gets superior privileges. See, this is where our society is falling apart. We're not getting superior privileges. We're just getting superior consequences. Some say, okay, break it down some more. Okay, the 12-year-old gets to stay up later. The 12-year-old gets more food. You, if you have, a, if you, if you're feeding them, you give the, you, you let the 12-year-old get three, four, maybe even five slices of pizza. You tell the six-year-old he can only have one or two. You see, so he, the six-year-old can only play in the front yard. The 12-year-old can go drive around the neighborhood. I mean, ride around his bike around the neighborhood. The 12-year-old has a cell phone. The six-year-old cannot have the phone for more than an hour. You give him the phone, you take it away. He can only do certain things on the phone. He can't watch certain shows that you will let your 12-year-old watch. When you flip it into men, men and women in today's society, we look at the man and we say, you're supposed to know better, you're supposed to do better, you're supposed to do da 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 That means you're, you're admitting that he is superior. But then you don't give him the superior privileges, though. You treat him like the six-year-old. If anything, you give his privileges to the six-year-old. So let's flip it now. You got the six-year-old staying up till 10 o'clock at night, watching South Park, riding his bike around the whole neighborhood. He got his own phone. And you got the 12-year-old who has to go to bed at 7, who, can, who can't watch certain TV shows, can't watch certain movies. He can't have a video game in his room. He can't do certain things. This is scary and terrifying for both of them. I don't think this is going to end well. I don't think Blueface can leave this girl. I don't even think he's really that into her. But I think that actually Blueface deserves more credit. I think that he's sitting there basically being held hostage emotionally and he's he's being he's going he's in an abuse that's an abusive relationship because if, if, if he was doing to her what she's doing to him and done to him that's what we would call it and he's only doing that because he's scared of what she would do if he finally just completely cuts her off so maybe he just feels like eventually she'll cut herself off but unfortunately that's not how these things see Blueface doesn't strike me as like a dumb person but he's still young himself see a lot of us listening we older we more experienced we probably been down these these roads before some of us has been Blueface some of us have been Christians some of us have been both so we we, we we know how this is gonna end we hope that it doesn't end that way but we know how this can end and it's scary when you're dealing with certain people because you may love them you may even want to be with them, or you may not. Either way it goes, when things are going wrong, you sit there because you don't want to watch them self-destruct. And even as I'm saying this, I'm coming to even certain self-realizations about some things I've put people into and maybe why those things 
didn't have the fruit I was looking for. This is something that we should be talking about. And it's not just the Christian rock, because there's a lot of this going on. And we turn a blind eye to it when it's the female. But I thought we love women. Love is grace. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not self-serving. We know this because we have God in us. And that's the love that he has for us. But love does come with correction. Love does come with, you know, reprimanding in a uplifting way, in an encouraging way, not in a fear breeding way, but in a encouraging way. You know what the true fear of God is? A lot of people think the fear of God, for example, let me show you something here. They think the fear of God is, oh, I, I don't want to go to hell. I don't want him to kill me. I don't want him to uh, punish me. No, the fear of God is, I don't want to hurt this, this, this father of mine that loves me so much that he's always there. Why would I want to hurt somebody like that? Truthfully, the fear is of yourself. Fearing that you would do something that would separate you from your own father. Fearing that you would do something that would offend him. Not because he's going to strike you down, but because it's going to hurt him. Because he loves you. And this is the fear that you want to have in your life for the people that you love as well. And once I learned that in life, I was able to love the people around me the right way, the real way. And I was able to realize who I didn't love and who I actually do. And it makes me want to have more of that. I don't want to not cheat on my girlfriend because it's going to lead to a breakup. I don't want to cheat on her because I know that would hurt her. And if she's hurt, I'm hurt. There's, that's, not, that's not love that we see, in, especially within black relationships, a lot of black relationships, especially these newer ones, these... It's been going on for a while, but you see it now so much. It's, that's, that's not love. I didn't understand what Lauren London was saying when she was talking about Nipsey Hussle. She was saying how she, and this is recently, I think, she was talking about how she was more focused on trying to control him and where you going, I guess, or whatever, that type of stuff, than just loving him and letting him be. And I was like, no, 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 I ain't let nobody, I ain't let nobody. Because that was me and my immaturity saying that. But I started thinking, the more I learned about the, the true love of God, not the love that we're taught, but the love that's really there. I was like, man. And the fact that we're supposed to, you know, take that that love of God and, and, and bring it into our lives. I was like, man, I see what she's saying now. Because think about it. Right? God don't tell us. You have to stay with me. You can go. 
And guess what? He's still there when you come back. It's not controlling. There's actually freedom. That's a confident love too. So no, go ahead. Because you're not going to find anything like this anywhere else anyway. And if you don't ever come back, that's on you. It's, 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 it's sad. It's not funny. There's nothing funny about this situation and situations like it. There's nothing cool about it. It's not cute. What we're watching society, this more liberal society do to our young men and our young women is terrible. And these people, while they're in it, they run to these platforms that support them and tell tell them to not listen to people like me because we're misogynist and we're judgmental and we're hateful while they sit there and turn these people into muses and exploit them. Zeus Network. Natalie Nunn. What's that black lady's name? Uh, Mona Scott? Is that it? Mona Scott Young? VH1. These these people. And you know, I don't want to judge them because I feel like they're just as lost as the people that they're putting on their shows. And I have to kind of look at them the same way Jesus looked at, you know, those those soldiers. You know, forgive them for they don't know what they do. I don't think they have malicious intent. I mean, let's look at Natalie Nunn, for example. She's on the show right along with these girls. And now that she just send them out there, go make a fool of yourself, bring me back some money. She's on the show, quote unquote, making a fool of herself, too. But this culture tells us, like, yeah, that's that's cool. You know, the Bible talks about it. A time where what is bad will be called good. I, I, I really watched that show. I didn't watch all, the whole season, but I watched enough episodes. And I, I couldn't finish it. I was I was disturbed because it was like to me it was low hanging fruit. It was just like all those years that we spent in high school and college or our young adult years, if you didn't go to college or whatever, watching Love and Hip Hop and talking about it with our girlfriend or even with the homies. You know, when I was locked up, we used to watch it, look at the girls, talk. We would even talk about what was going on, have these conversations. We supported all this dysfunction. And now you have a show like Baddies where it's just all out, yo. It is, it is crazy to see that this is normal and women and men cheer these things on. Through desperation in their heart. The Bible says the heart is desperately wicked. Humans are desperately wicked. They use the word desperate for a reason. I mean, these are shows. I mean, I was even thinking about the whole Bad Girls Club thing, right? And it's just like, it's so house. You go into this house as a nobody. I don't know who you are in your city, but the world doesn't know you. And you go into this house... And you fight people you don't know. For a temporary source of fame. 
if you want to call it fame. I'll just say attention at this point because a lot of people don't like you. They're just watching you because their lives are miserable and they need someone else to look at. And compare their lives to. It's sick. It is terrible, man. It's sad. Some of these women have kids. I tell you all the time, I feel like we're a, we're a guinea pig generation. We're a lab rat generation. We're doing a lot of stuff that we've never seen done before. And we do not know the long-term consequences. None of us do not mean nobody. We don't. We think we might have a few of them pinned down. We probably are right. But there's going to be some things that come that we will be like, dang, I ain't think about that. Social media, swiping all day, all of that stuff that you consume within five minutes of swiping on Instagram. You could see like literally what. Okay, five minutes on Instagram is like five months for someone in the 70s. Someone in the 80s, someone even in the 90s, even the early 2000s. It would take you five months to consume that much information, that much gossip, that much whatever. I don't care what you're in there looking at, honestly. I'm not even even referring to what you're looking at. Don't even get me started on what you actually are consuming. I'm just simply referring to the brain having to process that much information that fast. We don't know what that looks like in the long run. We've never had these bright things in our face all day. What is that going to do to the eyes? How are we? I'm, I'm, I'm not even 30, and I have, sometimes I have to squint just to read stuff. I used to have 20-20 vision. Sometimes my eyes just randomly start burning. And I don't even be on my phone as much as I used to. That's what's crazy. And that's what's going to happen to a lot of us. Once we finally come out of these things, and that's where a lot of people are going to get stuck in them. Because once you come out of these different things, that's when it affects you. A lot of time, your body does all right when you're just drinking and smoking and drinking and smoking and drinking and smoking. Every day, you're drinking and smoking. When you stop, that's when it, you won't see how much it affected you. Some people are like, well, I'm going to just keep going then, man. Mm-mm. Stop while you have the chance and you can be made new again. I, what I will say is this. It's dangerous more than anything. And I, and I, and I firmly believe that the suicide rates in America are going to skyrocket within the next 25 years. And I think majority of it is going to be guilt and regret and shame. Because what they're doing right now, and you know who who they are. Let's not let's stay on code. What they're doing right now is they're giving you this beautiful carpet for you to stand on. And right when you've been doing it for so long. It's almost like you think this is who you are. It's who you've become. 
you've lost everything. You don't even realize that you're too, you don't care because you're moving too fast to stop and realize that you've lost everything. You've gained material items, but material items can't do anything for you. Trust me. But you've lost everything of substance in your life. And right when it's that moment, they're going to snatch the carpet from all of our feet. They're going to naturally shatter every identity that we've taken upon ourselves within the last 25 years or longer. And when they do, you'll be left with nothing but the broken pieces. These broken pieces are going to be so sharp, you can't pick them up. You have to just stand there. You don't want to move because you don't want to cut your feet up. And a lot of people at that point are going to want to kill themselves because they will have nothing else. You have literally built an identity in covering up insecurities, covering up addiction, covering up depression. I mean, look at our look at our generation. What does it take to go onto a TV show and literally beat somebody half to death? That's not love. You don't you don't love yourself. You don't you can't possibly love yourself. And then I started asking myself, well, is it that they don't love themselves or they don't know themselves enough to love or hate themselves? Matter of fact, there's no compassion. There's no humanity. No one is humane. Everybody's inhumane. This is sick. This is sick. Krishan Rock is a definition of this generation in more ways than one. You know, you gotta pray for that baby because she's a talented girl. She's beautiful too, physically, right? But she's throwing herself away. It's beautiful. She, I was looking at the video of her. And this man's face is on her neck. What is she gonna do about that? What is she gonna do about that? When this relationship does not work out. Because that man is going to get tired of dealing with that stuff. It might come to a point where he won't be able to deal with it anymore. What are they going to do if she kill him? She's still going to be sis. Oh sis. Are y'all going to call her a monster like you would do if he killed her right now? literally watching this happen before our eyes and people are just sitting there because it's the woman doing it this time let's call it what it is because it's the woman doing it people are just sitting there that's not love that is not and I think a lot of it is rooted in vengeance you're just happy to see a man go through something Oh, we go through a lot. I'm not here to play tip for tat games or who go through more, who go through whatever. At the end of the day, we know the answer to that question because 
we see who gets support when they're going through it. it don't matter both see if two people male or female it don't matter just think of two people in your life make an example of them right quick right if both of them are going through the same things who has it worse the one who's getting support while going through those things or the one who gets told hey man you're on your own then we're not dealing with the most resourceful generation of men so when you tell them when you tell this generation of men you're on your own i mean It'd be no different than telling a girl she's on her own or a kid he's that it's on its own. Honestly. And oh, don't don't even get this started on this next generation that are being raised by Christian Rocks and Auk Baddies and hell oh my gosh. Oh, Lord. And this is why you need to repent and give your life to Christ because God's not going to let this planet just get to the point where it's just unbearable. He's coming back soon. I'm just letting you know that now. That's a fact. That's a fact. He's never let the planet get unbearable. You think this is the first time that this planet has got unbearable? Oh, no. Oh, no matter of fact, the first time that it got unbearable, he only he only he only he only he only spared one family. When Sodom and Gomorrah was getting too unbearable, he destroyed it. Don't, don't think for a second it's gonna get to the point where it's unbearable. Mm-mm. And at this rate, it's looking real soon. Any girl these days that got a booby or a butt wants to be a, I mean, I'm just going to use the word, but a slut. All these dudes is running around confused. It's about to get unbearable. That means that God's either going to destroy it, bring it down, or he's going to go ahead and kick this revelation thing off. The Euphrates River is dry. It's about to go down. And you're distracted. And instead of being distracted and saying, okay, you know, yeah, I'm watching the Christian Rock thing. Yeah, I'm watching this thing. Yeah, I'm watching that thing. But let's help who we can and get some salvation out here. You're just sitting there pointing and laughing. You're just sitting up there uh, taking sides. Nobody's winning in that situation. If we're just going to get specific with Christian, nobody's winning. That's a losing situation. But y'all gonna figure it out eventually. It's your boy Tommy Beer, Raw Sex, and I'm out. Once again, that's a, that is an abusive relationship. A godly, loving relationship does not look like that. I hate to say it. So if it's not love, then what is it?
deal with yourself. I watched this movie the other day, and the lady said something that was so powerful. She told her daughter, she said, one thing about going places is you take you with you. The daughter, let me give you some, some reference here. The daughter was talking about graduating high school and, you know, she's just going to leave. Now, the daughter has some issues. Mind you, okay, I'll give you more reference. The daughter's talking to her mom, who is dead. So, the dead mom is telling her, like, you know, the dead mom is telling her, like, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta, whatever. And she's like, oh, you know, mom, I'm gonna get out of here soon. She says, you know, one thing about going places is you take you with you. You gotta deal with you. You have to deal with you. Okay? You you have to deal with you. And the best way to deal with you is through, I'm telling you, I know a lot of people hate to hear this. They hate to hear it, but it's through Christ. The only thing bigger than all of your problems. A counselor, a therapist, that's cool. That's cool. But you need something that's bigger than this world. And the only way to get to the biggest thing is through Christ. There's three levels of salvation. One of them has already been fulfilled. You can't do it anymore. That was the old covenant. That was the Old Testament. That was sacrificing plant and animal. Then God sent his son. That's the era that we live in right now. This is your chance to not have to sacrifice your plants and your animals that you don't have. Mm. And just go into what's already been sacrificed for you. The son, the lamb. Yeshua. Jesus Christ. Hear me and hear me well. Because once this era passes, which, like I just told you, it's going to pass soon. We may be alive for it. We may not be. But it's going to pass soon. Regardless if you're alive on this earth or not. While you're alive right now, you have the chance to get into this era of salvation and deliverance, which is through Jesus. There is no other way. The next era comes post-rapture of the church. The calling to the sky. Yeah. That sacrifice is going to be you. You will get there through prosecution and becoming a martyr. Is it the blood of an animal won't be able to cleanse you. Jesus' blood won't be able to cleanse you. It's going to be your blood. You'll have to die. You'll have to be murdered. More than likely, beheaded. You will have to basically be crucified. You don't want to have to go into that. So, deal with you as much as you can because you can go wherever you want to go. 
You can go and get rich. You can go on a reality show. You can go be a baddie. You can go into a relationship. You can go into a church. You can go to the club. You can go to get high, get drunk. And at the end of it, you still have you. You're still you. And if you're running to a club or alcohol or drugs or rap music or tattooing yourself up or gang banging, fighting, you're going to have to do a whole lot of that. Because every time you do it, you add more. You see what I'm saying? So now you have to do even more. So I hope you got some stamina and some endurance. And oh, you talking to somebody who did all of those things. I'm going to give you a little pre-warning. The more you do, when you finally do decide to come out of it, if you get the chance to, and you don't die first, you have a lot of stuff to deal with. I'm just warning you now. I think Drake said in the song, he said, who's going to pay for all that therapy? Not me. Talking about some girl, like, going through it or whatever. Yeah. I I think he said that. It might have been another rapper. I don't know. One of them says something like that. Be careful what you're out here doing. It's not worth it. I'm telling you, it's not worth it. Everybody says, I feel bad for her. I feel, feel bad for them. Feel bad for yourself. And then get right. And by the way, men may be superior to women, but that don't mean that y'all are like just the bottom of the pits. There's no excuse for that type of behavior as an adult. It's time to work it out. I didn't I didn't judge. I didn't say she deserved a consequence. I said it's time to work it out. In an ideal world, I wouldn't put punishment on nobody. It's not my job. In an ideal world, you get you would get corrected and you would become a better person. That's what we need. I'm not wishing jail or none of that on uh Christian Rock. If that's what would get her right, then that's on her. I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't put that on people. I don't put jail on people. I try not to at least. But what I will say is that the girl that y'all say y'all feel so sorry for. You know, you don't feel sorry for the man that's sitting there literally sacrificing himself just to make sure this girl don't kill herself or kill him or someone else. Yeah, anyways, but once again, I'm not going to play different tag games with y'all tonight. That girl that y'all are talking about, that none of us can get through to her. But we can plant seeds. That girl that y'all are talking about, it's destructive. Okay? Aggravated assault. Vandalism. K- 
kidnapping, theft, grand larceny, arson. This is what you're this y'all not hearing me. This is what this is what we're seeing. We're talking serious felonies. We're talking serious sins. This is a lost soul. And a lot of y'all listen like, yeah, she, you too. All of us. But we do have a shepherd. There is a light. And you won't find it in no bar or no bottle. You won't find it in no blunt. You won't find it. You won't find not the true one, not the one that's always going to be there. See, those things have their use. But Jesus said, if you drink that water, you'll be thirsty again. Once you drink the water that he has, you'll never thirst again. And a lot of people overlook that. They take it too specific. In a, in a way, you better say, yeah, new shrooms might do something for you. Then you'll need them again. No, no, that, that little bitty weed, it might do something for you, but then you'll need it again. That's why you smoke weed every day. You don't smoke weed once. If weed was like Jesus, you're talking to a real true ex-stoner. I mean, a real deal smoker. I wasn't just a smoker. Some of y'all are smokers. I was a stoner. I was with the culture too. And I'm telling you, if we did what it was supposed to do, did what Jesus do, you wouldn't need to smoke it every day. You smoke it one time and it would just change your life. I don't get saved every day. <laughs> Could you imagine me trying to get saved every day? You know what I mean? Yeah, I pray every day. Yeah, I read the Bible. But I don't get saved every day. Some of y'all got to get saved with that weed 30 times a day. I've been there. I was smoking so much weed at one point, man. My plug thought I was selling it. My weed man thought I was selling selling the weed. Like, man, that dude's flipping fast. I was so addicted to weed, I pulled into the courtroom smoking weed. I'm in the courtroom parking lot smoking weed, getting ready to go to court. On felony charges, smoking weed, like a fool. I went up in that courtroom, I took a drug test, they locked me up, they revoked my bond. I didn't care. Oh, I know, I mean, I, I cared when they revoked my bond. I, I didn't care when I was literally pulling into the, the Cobb County, of all places, if you're familiar with a metro, smoking weed. Okay. Get it right, man. That's the only person that can save the generation is Jesus. I'm telling you. Then this other stuff's gonna work. It's not working, bro. Nobody wants to hear it. The red pill stuff is cool, it's entertaining, it has a lot of great ideas. It's rooted in facts. 
but it's not working. Allowing people to live their best life, do you? It's not working. All of these different ideas, no, it's not working. Not working. Not working. I see people getting worse. That's what I see. We're trying to find all these serums on our own. Bunch of humans. You know what it's like? A bunch of humans thinking they can figure things out on their own. It's like a bunch of kids thinking they can figure out things on their own. You don't know what, what you're doing. You need something superior to you. You don't know what you're doing. Look at a bunch of kids trying to figure out life on their own. Submit and yield. You submit to something. What are you going to submit to? Money. That'll destroy you. You'll worship it. You'll do anything for it. You'll lose yourself. What are you going to submit to? Jail? We don't even got a guy. You ain't got to break that one down. What are you going to submit to? Being in and out of toxic relationships, ending up a single parent? Sending your kids into a destructive cycle? They'll hate you and blame you because you put them there. Slow down, man. Slow down. It's your boy time to be a Ross X. I'm out. Thank you.